This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Lee Hackey has become part of our morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind us, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio everyone to another edition of the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause as we broadcast to you here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, Doc, as we begin the program tonight of all of the shows uh, that we've done in our totality, all of the labor shows that we've done, they all have been... Uh, incredibly meaningful, they all have been educational, and they all have been done with a purpose. But when we get to this time of the year and we begin our Union Road Tour uh, where we make our way around, man, I love it because it gives us an opportunity to be able to inform and speak to the public. Not the uh, not the audience uh, about what it means to be in a union, and also introduce our great union. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, this place where we're at today, um, operating engineers local uh, five forty two. Uh, we we've done a broadcast here before, but that was the first time I was here. Man, oh man, is this facility incredible, man. I mean, you know, I remember when, when you're literally speaking, um, it's, it's one of the most impressive uh, unions, if not the most impressive union hall that I've ever seen. Um, and we talk also, Joe, uh, about uh, our apprentice programs being the life's blood of our labor community. Okay, especially the building trades. Um, but, it, 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 you know, this particular union, massive union, thousands and thousands of members, massive territory, um, you know, is, you know, is one of the reasons why we're so successful as a labor community uh, you know, here in the Delaware Valley and beyond. Um, so I'm ecstatic to, to, to bring into the program. And, and this show is going to focus a lot on apprenticeship, uh, on, on terms like unionism uh, and, and, and all kinds of great stuff. I'm ecstatic to bring in the program, Dan Sullivan, who is the apprentice coordinator and director here. Dan, how are you? I'm doing well, Doc. How you been? Pleasure. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, it's our pleasure to have you on. We're doing great, man, and uh, it's great to be back here. Appreciate uh, you coming and, back. Oh yeah, listen. I mean, this this facility is is one of a kind, right? Yeah, this is really a nice building. Bob purchased this. I think it was like 1995, somewhere in that area, and then they brought it. They opened it up in like 97. And, you know, this, he brought everything together. We brought our health and welfare, our JATC, 
and just all the every building, everything, all three entities of, is brought right into this building right here. Look at the board. Joe, you always say radio is theater of the mind, right? The boardroom we're in right now, I, I, I mean, I don't think the White House you know, could, has a bigger a boardroom yeah. and a more impressive, you know, looking facility. Um, you know, it's it's got to be a point of a, a pride, Dan. That, you know, yeah. I mean, when you bring, pe- yeah, you bring people in here, yeah. it is like the White House. It's an unfair advantage. They must sit in the chair and go, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, Bob Heenan had this done for us. And I mean, it's, this is where we have our main meetings and stuff. This, It's really just a great looking facility to have, you know, I love it. Absolutely. And and I want to bring into the program also Dan Mitchell, who's the apprentice curriculum uh, coordinator. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's great to have you. And uh, guys, um, you, 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 you you talk about... Um, That's all you'll say for the entire show. Yeah. J-Doc will literally talk for the next 42 minutes. <laughs> Listen, did you hear somebody from behind a curtain? I don't it's know. The it's the same it? as me being at home, so I'm used to it. What's interesting, though, because you mentioned uh, Bob Heenan and a longtime business manager here. Uh, and, and you know, one of the things that we... We talk about in, you know, obviously why we're such a, a successful union community uh, in the Delaware Valley, Valley, great leadership. Okay, talk about that, Dan Sullivan. Yeah, Bob's been a leader here since 1992, and I mean, it's coming on 30 years. This September will be 30 years that he's taken over. And, you know, I mean, he just brought us back from the brink. I mean, we were almost broke at the time when he came in and took over, and now we like got twenty million dollars, you know, in escrow, and you know, billion dollars in the health and welfare fund. I mean, <clears throat> Bob has done a tremendous job for us here. I'm just proud to have him. Dad, what do you think that is? What's <clears throat> one of those ingredients that you know that he had to be able to do that turnaround? I don't think very many people can walk into a room and do that. I don't. I I don't know what it is. Bob's been around forever i mean he's been a member <clears throat> since nine for 74 years i believe it was with the union you know so just to be able to put the right guys in the right place and right. tap the right resources bob's always had an act for and you know i've been working for him for the last 12 years and it's just nothing but a pleasure it's it's interesting yes people uh, i want the listeners to understand 74 years that wasn't a yeah. it wasn't a mistake that's right on point bob, bob, bob. He, he's been around since like you said it's 74 years but um and 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 by the way it, you know when you think of joe Krause, you ask about um labor leadership and can people walk into the room not they can't and uh, you know it's a rare you know a rare individual that is able to um, have that type of vision but is important and and by the way the strength because you know being a part of a union i'm an iron worker you know i mean you don't go to union meetings and everybody's and you know everybody agrees with everything right. you 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 as a labor leader i've had these conversations many times um but my own father i saw it up front and uh, you know right up front and close um uh, you not only have to be a visionary and 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 care about the work and all those things in every aspect but you have to be passionate about what's right for the union and for the members and to understand that not everybody's going to agree but you can't be afraid of your own members correct you know yeah. that, that that's that you know you got to sometimes those decisions can be difficult and by the way that that can happen that can happen when it comes to uh, negotiating contracts right you know that raises you know it's it's yeah, we just did bob just um negotiated a five-year um 
heavy and highway contract for us and a two-year building contract that we just got done negotiating. And it takes a lot. You're right, Bob's been doing it a long time, and it, it takes a lot to be able to you know, negotiate with people and just command the room. And, and the trust, to get yes. the trust get from the, the trust members yep. so that they know that you're not only uh, doing the right things, but doing them in their best interest. Yes, you're leading them in the best interest for the members. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to... The, what do you know now in year 12 that you didn't know in year one? Oh, everything. Well, when I was out in Chicago, I remember the guy told me when I first took the job, he said, damn, one piece of advice I could tell you, Rome wasn't built in a day, so try to take your time and build what you have in vision and just keep on, pick one peg off at a time, pick it off, and hopefully I've been doing that, you know, trying, and, you know, with again, with Bob, if Bob doesn't, Bob will let you run and accomplish what you try to accomplish. And what's interesting about that, and I... Man, there's nothing more important at this particular point, and that is great leadership. And here at uh, Operating Engineers Local 542, you've had that, but also the successors. Grooming, you know, your, your, your union is about the future. You got Dan Mitchell right here, uh, you know, re- relatively young guy and, 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 and somebody that obviously is, is a legacy, somebody who's carrying the torch. I mean, you know, Dan Sullivan, obviously your, your apprentice program is second to none. And before we went on, on air, Dan, he was saying really awesome things about you. Uh, but talk about the influence of the individuals that, you know, were here before you came in. And, and, and the individuals in leadership that you want to, in a, in a sense, kind of craft yourself after. Oh, they were amazing. I mean, I came in in 2004 with Bob Heenan already having 12 years of what he was doing here. So I didn't even know. I only know the stories from the people before him, what it was like and what it was like with this union being basically you know, broke before he yeah. turned it around. And the, the people I learned from, they used to talk, you talk about the leadership and the unionism. They used to sit there and they would look out across our apprenticeship class and they would say, these are the future leaders of the union. This is not an apprenticeship training alone. This is a leadership training program. And I never understood it until they actually, you know, plucked me from that years later, just realizing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great point. Uh, Joe Cross, let me just say this before we go to break. Um, that story, okay, about you know picking the union up, and I, there's a, a, some great stories like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we were part of one of them. Johnny Doc was part of one when he took over IBEW yeah. Local 98. We've talked. My dad has even said that the union was in trouble. The great leaders um, that that we've been fortunate enough to have is is why we are the number one union community in the country. And and but you you want to keep it going, and you need individuals like a Dan. Mitchell, like a Dan Sullivan, who can take over uh, for the great leaders like Bob Heenan. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. We roll on on a Saturday night. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. One programming reminder, tomorrow night, 6 p.m., right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, The Labor and Energy Show. Another hour of J. Doc and Krause on the weekend. J. Doc, back to you. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to be talking to, to Dan Sullivan, who's the apprentice coordinator here at Local 554, and, and Dan Mitchell, who's the curriculum coordinator. Um, before we get into the apprentice uh, conversation, talk about who your members are and the scope of the work 
that operate and engineers local 542 covers because it's a lot it well we cover all the heavy equipment which is the cranes that you see and the bulldozers the backhoes forklifts and stuff like that all the heavy equipment can falls under the jurisdiction of the operating engineers so tell me when i was working down there at liberty one and liberty two and bell atlantic tower there was a little guy in 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 this uh what we would call a kangaroo crane yes okay anybody who who might be a member here do that stuff yes um Dan Mitchell actually had done it, and I've done it myself. We ran tower cranes before, but I think you're talking about Dennis Denise, who was on that tower crane there. Well, you know what's interesting? The responsibility, man. Yes. I, and, and Joe Crouch, you, you got to see it. I mean, in other words, uh, I, you know, now we do legal radio sometimes, and we'll be in, in, in some of those buildings downtown. Well, I've worked on the other side of the glass, and that responsibility, I mean, you are literally controlling and and and, and operating a, a a a crane that is picking up thousands and i mean tons yes. talk about that responsibility and and in individuals in that particular situation how specialized is that well it is especially i mean you know it takes a lot for you to go up there because that that crane will move as you pick up at sways that will bend the wind will move you i mean you do move the flex because if it doesn't flex then it would snap so they're built to flex so if you pick up say thirty thousand pounds or something that thing will stretch that will bend and it's pretty interesting i remember when i was on the one on, on broad street and then I just remember first time up there, the pigeons was flying under me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the pigeons. Sometimes the clouds are under yeah, you. You're right. That's true. And they're underneath you. And that's, it, it takes a unique person to get up there because you, you know, you can get seasick. It's everything's oh, yeah. moving up there. Well, it's, it's one of the most special jobs. Uh, you know, Joe, we, you know, you could be up 50 floors and up another 10 floors and you're looking at the crane opera right there with with not just your life in their yeah, hands you got every okay you, you, you go ahead then well it's exactly what you said somebody once you know compared it to a surgeon with me they're like wow you're like a surgeon you could kill somebody i said it's even worse than that they said oh. how do you figure surgeon can only kill one person yeah. at a time absolutely. i could wipe out a city block up there absolutely the responsibility that's what i think people need to know when we when we get into the uh, the apprentice training uh, conversation um the special specialized uh, types of situations the heavy equipment and the lives that are literally in the bounce well, a city block you, you're talking about a uh uh, you, know, you know, you make one wrong run, one wrong. To, to, the, the concentration uh, to, to do that, you know, must be you know unprecedented. Yeah, you can't you can't break your focus for a second. You have to be in the game, especially you're out there. Well, you know, with the set and the steel, you want to get eighty pieces a day up. You know, if if not more, so you have to not only know the moves and where the guys are you have to be able to read the iron which is one of the things we teach during the apprenticeship oh my god you know yeah, i mean I'm, I'm i'm looking at the the signals booming down booming up all, all those the, the 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 qualities that an operating engineer has to deal with has to have on a daily basis what do you, what do you guys look for what, hold, hold your thought there for a moment reading the iron what does that mean reading the iron you get to a point especially if you get around and you talk to the iron workers or even like we'll teach us up at the training site a lot of times you know a job's going to be set up uh you know you got your north south east west and they're going to go around they're going to mark the pieces in order that they go up with their keel 
And a lot of times they're going to put their tagline either on always the south side and always the east side or always the west side and always the north side, whatever it is. But once you learn to read the iron, you know your floor beams, your header beams, your tie-in pieces. So you can kind of look and know where it's going to go next. And if you know the tagline's always going to be on the north side and the east side, you got two connectors up there hanging onto the iron. You know which connector is going to get the tagline. So you bring him the tagline, then you feed the other piece over to the next individual. You don't just put it up in the middle of the bay and let it spin around and hope for the best. It's but what's interesting also because from the street, Joe, when they bring the steel in on the trucks, the operating engine, so you got two iron workers on the truck, they're hooking on, they're hooking on to the to, to the an entire load of steel and that goes up over the street. You need the best uh, craftsmen in the entire world to be up with that responsibility and uh, of course with the iron workers you got to make sure you're using the right size right strength chokers you got to make sure that you're doing it everything right that there's not a hanger out there that something you know that that you don't lose the entire load so i think it's one of the things that the that the i always felt like the listening public took for granted uh, the ability to be able to understand how you can go to work in a building that was built from the bottom up. And, and I always look in awe and in an amazement. And I want other people to do that. I don't think people stop to realize the skill level that is involved with that. It's amazing. It's the, I mean, the precision too. I mean, when you're like, we keep going back to the iron workers, but when you're giving them the piece and you're, you have it fine tuned, you're lowering it into position. You're literally stopping sometimes from hundreds of feet in the air oh, yeah. at a point where they can stick a spud wrench, which is a pointed wrench in order to stick a bolt in a hole. So you're lining up a bolt hole with 400 foot of drift in your cable. And it's, well, it's amazing. And sometimes it gets tense up to there. be a good iron worker too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Well, just why you're out of the business. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little, it was, a little, listen, by the way, the, the guy, the specialties that you know, those are the connectors. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and then you had the crane operators. They're the best on the planet, man. What are you, what are you looking for? Uh, and you guys are obviously the apprentice coordinators. And, and, and uh, what, do you, what do you look for in individuals that are going to do that type of work? Because as, as iron workers, you can see it when individuals are connecting early. You know, they, they, ha- they just have a savviness about it. Talk about that. Well, one of the things that we do, which we're very proud of, up in the, our Reading training facility, we our apprentices work hand-in-hand with the apprentices of the iron workers so they can get you know the feel. Of, they know what's going on. As a first-year apprentice, they're setting steel, taking a building up and taking it down, which is important. I mean, it's really, you know, hand-and-eye coordination will be the best thing for an operating engineer. And we try not to push anybody into the cranes, let them drift or go where they may go. Because not everybody is meant to be up on a crane. Well, the numbers themselves, I mean, you guys have how many members? There's like 6,700 members. Okay. I mean, there's 32, uh, to put it, uh, to draw a parallel, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the National yeah. Football League. That's right. You know, the, the comparison of being yeah. a crane operator. Yeah, I mean, it, it I'm, would I'm, be similar, correct? There's very few people. So, well, that well, well at that league. level, doing the kangaroos. I mean, at, 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 at that, that level. level, yes, there's very few um, tower crane operators. You know, there's that's especially not everybody could do it. Not every, you know, like I said, some people get seasick. Some people get scared of heights. Nobody wants to climb. I mean, you remember, you're climbing up. You're the, climbing. You the, look the, at that one on front and wash or front and market right there. That's freestanding. Yeah, I think it's 200 foot up. That's standing. 
freely. You know, so well, what's really interesting around? Watch them when when they're when they're when they're when they're um, using the hydraulics to to to, 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 to to put the to, to expand it to, to, to take it up another the jacket. It's called the jacket. The jack, right? Yep. Exactly. You know, you got iron workers on the pieces, and your life is literally in the operating engineers. That's why there's there's such a bond there. Um, and 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 but having said that, let's 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 talk about. Um, you know, the, the scope of work in regards to the apprentice programs. And um, let's, let's, let's go into that apprentice conversation. How many years is the program? I think it was 1972, somewhere in that area. No, but I mean, how many? Is oh, it a oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, it's a four-year apprentice program. And matter of fact, it's interesting because this Tuesday, we're taking in 61 more apprentices, and they will be meeting, and Danny put uh, together some classroom stuff. So 61 more kids will be coming in here Tuesday you know, we did the we did the testing and the interview. That's the first thing you got to do. You got to fill out an application in October, and then we'll test you in January, and then you'll get an interview. If you're tested well enough, you'll get the interview, and then if you did well enough from there, you'll get selected. And that's where we're at right now, Doc. We're we're taking sixty one kids in now. They will be in the apprentice program for four years apprentice program. And talk about the uh, you know what what the curriculums like. Uh, when, when when they go through that process, well, Dan, through that, Dan, yeah, curriculum. I mean, from the gate, the first thing we do, it's a three week orientation period. At which point, we try and get them their basic certs to go out to work. We get them a ten hour OSHA card, eight hour PSM for working in the refineries or you know anywhere that houses more than ten thousand pounds of highly hazardous chemicals. Give them their basic forklift class. Um, that's just the classroom end of it. Then it's up to them to practice if they've never been on one before before they could take our practical. Uh, we do. Uh, Oiler duties, where we, you know, basic your basic tools and apprentices, your grease gun. Show them yeah. what a grease gun is. Some of them never saw it before. How to load a grease gun. How to burp the air out of it. Then we take them around, show them where all the different grease fittings are on the equipment. How to check the oil, the hydraulic fluids, your air cleaners. You know, give them the basic systems analysis on that and how to check everything, get it running in the morning, and, you know, show them all the warning lights in case anything comes on, because a lot of these kids are green you know they haven't seen this at all before so and, and just to piggyback what dan said i mean you know in our world we have to make sure the machine's running because that would be like a uh, an ironwork without a spud wrench i mean if the machine's not running the operator's not running so we have to make sure that they understand what dan's talking about of the oil and, and the greasing and all that because if the machines broke down the company's not making money nobody's making money and then it's no good for anybody now do you does, does the school um, is it kind of split up between you know application where you're working you get the opportunity to run the cranes and all those things and a classroom is it in other words how do you you know is, is it all you know working the equipment or do you, do you also have a classroom uh, session it's both so the first three days were mostly going to be in the classroom while we're getting the certs out of the way. Then we'll take them down to the shop, show them all the different fluids, where to find them, how to add them, how to load the grease gun. We'll actually have them on the equipment that they're going to most likely be put on first, like your skid steers, your end dumps, get them fully familiar with that. And then we'll kind of get their feet wet with stuff they might not see till their second, third, or fourth year. Then we'll kind of get them around backhoes and get them around cranes, so that way if they do get dispatched on one of those, they could still at least move it around. But yeah, we spend the most time on skid steers, classroom, and, uh, and end dumps to start it off. And then we also give them a basic unionism class, which... We're going to get to that right after when we go to the break because that is oh. really, um, well, you know, Dan Sullivan, you told me about that and you mentioned before we started that's really impressive. Yes, that's a good that's a good class, Danny Mitchell. We put that all together for us and 
we're very proud of it. Absolutely. We'll pick up that conversation on the other side of the break. Dan, Dan, Jaydock, and Krause on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. Don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour, hour number two uh, of The Labor Show, the John Doherty Hour will be along. We'll tackle a tough subject and a conversation that needs to be talked about, Jay Doc. The crime in this city is out of control. We'll deal with all of that uh, coming up. John McNesby will be with us uh, in hour number two. Absolutely, Joe. And, and we're fortunate enough to be here at uh, Operating Engineers Local 542 as part of our uh, you know, union who are, union hall tour, and uh, we have Dan Solvin, who's the apprentice coordinator, and, and and Dan Mitchell, who's the curriculum coordinator for the apprentice program. And Dan um, Dan Solvin ta- talked about it right before we went on air that you, Dan Mitchell, uh, created a, a unionism uh, course or, or or part of the program. I got to tell you, I've been talking about this for decades, the importance of union members understanding and apprentices on, from day one, how they got where they're at, the principles, all those things. Talk about that 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 that, uh, that course. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I've got a lot of good feedback about it, so that feels good, too. We um, It started off, we had like a kind of a use, loosely based unionism class, kind of gave them the lowdown, but there was nothing structured. So I just dove in there, started building the PowerPoint from scratch. It's on its third version now you know how everything is you build it you do it one or two times you're like ah then i reverse the order now i you know made a couple things a little more concise but it basically starts off with uh unfortunately long forgotten and seldom taught labor history anymore where we came from like all the way back to um the polish strikers in jamestown in 1617 when all they wanted was the right to vote and we just continue on from there you know i give them uh you know, the turnout of the mill girls in 1834 in Massachusetts, uh, explain the Pinkertons, the homestead strike. Like I kind of go through and just show them how bloody our labor history was to even get to where we're at. And then I stop on very important key points, you know, like uh, 1931 for Davis Bacon prevailing. Joe, you remember that, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you remember that, J-Doc. I went to, I got prep heritage. You got Roman. I do know Oh, that. yeah, right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. Oh, no, you're good. And, you know, the, you know, 19- 1938 Fair Labor Standards, when we finally had our 40-hour work week after that. And that, you know, then finally that was a federal law over time, came after 40 hours, the 1935 with the National Labor Relations Act. So that way, you know, gave us the right to organize without anyone coming back at a stop on the Taft-Hartley Act in 47. Like I said, I touch on everything. How long's the course? Now and then. What, in other words, is it is it a... Um you know, is it go out, you know, is it a year long? Does it go with the process or is it a one, a one-off type of, we're doing it, you know, take, is it a couple hours doing a day of an apprentice? How, how's it go? I broke it down so I can go through where I'm just hitting on those key topics like that for like a broad spectrum unionism class. But then I also broke it down into key points. Like I have IUOE labor history alone, like probably a good 30, 40 slides, we can put that in with the first year apprentices. I have a Davis-Bacon Act alone. I have Taft-Hartley Act, Right to Work alone, the PRO Act that we're all keeping an eye out for going through Senate now. That's broken down by itself. So yeah, you can put it into winter classroom 
as is it days. one is it one session or can it be you know or is it the whole uh, you know the whole uh, semester the uh, the whole thing the whole unionism class if I do it start to finish depending on uh, participation it can be about six hours because but that's because after I finish all the labor history and our history then I get into our current contract because it's also something that you know everything that I hit the streets with you know sixteen however long ago it was fourteen sixteen years ago after the apprenticeship it's a things that you know I felt like I was kind of learning on the fly too so everything that I felt like I hit the streets with or that I wanted to know, that's what I'm putting in this. So I go into our contract, like how many operators are going to get you a lead, how many operators are going to get you an assistant lead, a steward. You know, in case people are confused, I put together, you know, the district meetings because we have five different districts, you know, so put in the district meetings. I give them a list of when the meetings are, who your business agents are in your prospective district, where the hiring hall is, the phone numbers. You know, Joe, I, I say this uh, to a, a lot of people when they talk about the union community. Some people, and we've all heard it, they'll sit there and say, well, like we're all in the same union. Like, oh, tell us about the union, right? I'm like, you know, and that's understandable. But the fact is, when you talk about building tradesmen, okay, and women, um, I say this, that the, the it, the, it, this course is on, that's fantastic. Um, we spend that type of, it's, first of all, it's incredible because people, uh, no, well, and young people understand they weren't born on third base, man. Right. You know, Dan, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, we've gone through a lot to get our stand. The 40 hour work week was brought to you by the labor movement. People lived and died in, in some of those marches and demonstrations. A lot of guys don't even have no idea what it's about doc. And that's why Danny put you know put this together and with such a great job because all they know is what you know what we do and we're we're the union but they have no no idea how it started or anything that it took to get started or to maintain I mean the maintenance maintaining of this I mean you oh. see it every day we're fighting a non-union battle every day I mean they're coming after us day in day out yeah you know it's uh, just well and it's so amazing uh, I mean, you, and sometimes too and I didn't mean to cut you off okay. doc sometimes Dan I think. When you say they're coming at us, I think they don't even know. I, I, I think, out of respect, I, I think there's an ignorance to what it means to be in a union. I think there's an ignorance by the general public to understand the value of what a union brings to the very person that is protesting against the right. union. They have no clue. They really don't. They And nor do they care. I mean, a lot of them could care less. I mean, look at all the volunteer jobs that the unions do around throughout the, you know, all Philadelphia, Montgomery County, all the counties everywhere. We're always doing something to help the community to make it better. And that's all, that's all paid for by the union members. You Absolutely. Know? You know? And, and it's funny because the apprentice, what, let's talk about uh, why union? Joe Krause, right. you, you bring up that question. Why? Why union? Well, jump on there if right, you would, Dan. Dan, talk about why. I'm I'm a, I'm a uh, contractor, or I'm a member of the general public. Why would you hire union? Why would you tell me to hire union? What are the benefits? Not only to me as the contractor, but to the members for being in the union. Education, education, one hundred percent. I mean, you heard just what we give them alone with orientation. Then it's also a four-year apprenticeship program of which they're getting classroom training. They're getting hands-on training on the equipment. They come out here certified and qualified. Who pays for that, by the way? Is it government subsidized? We pay for it as a membership. It comes out of our dues. Right. And, 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 and then who's teaching those courses? 
We are. We're teaching them, and it's, it's a joint between us and the contractors who pay for this, and that's what it all starts with. When a contractor calls up our hall and they say they want a tower crane operator or a bulldozer operator, that guy's got to be skilled to make sure he can run it, have all the certifications. They call up, and we provide what they need. How, now, let's, let me get a hypothetical with you. What if somebody, what if that crane operator, ready for this one, Joe, whichever one I'm talking about, Whatever job, what if he gets sick tomorrow? Does the job sit down or do we have other trained individuals who went to apprentice school for four years and are experts in the in the position? We have somebody could jump right into the, the job, ready to go, that's certified to do whatever it takes to get done. Yeah. Our, our members are all, and nothing costs them anything. We, you know, It's paid through the, the fund and they just go right to work. I mean, if somebody gets sick on vacation, they call the hall. We send another guy out there, and he's ready to go. And that education that they get here, Dan Mitchell, okay, I've heard, you know, and we've had this conversation, but um, in many cases, it's it's equivalent uh, to the value of a college education. Uh, that The education that you provide right here, talk about it. It's not only is it equivalent to a college education, what you come out with, but like you said, so many kids are coming out with viable skills that they they can go to work with and no student loans that's another thing that we got to push and make people understand about the trades and the unions you can come out making a living wage with no student loans and get paid during the apprenticeship while you're learning all it costs is as an apprentice your time and your gas to get to the training site and you can go up there every day that we're open that you're laid off and we have some of the highest level instructors. We have instructors that get pulled from our local. They want them to go down and teach at our international training facility in Crosby, Texas. I mean, we have some excellent people that are willing to put their blood, sweat, and tears into these people. Now, what, you're a product of that, right? I am a product of that, yeah. In terms of you started in an apprentice class, you graduated, you went through that, and developed and, and created an incredible career for yourself that's just starting. You've got a long way to go yet. Long, absolutely, very long way to go. And it's, I try to explain to people, too, like what this union has done for me. Like it literally changed my life. I grew up in uh, coal country, Pennsylvania, grew up in Pottsville. I was living in Shenandoah at the time. And the contractor I got with was doing most of the work in Philadelphia. So I ended up moving down this way. Eventually, five years ago, my lead engineer at the refinery set me up with his daughter, who's also an operating engineer, who I'm marrying July 1st in a couple weeks. So oh, wow. it's not only changed my life for the better as far as just changing the entire direction of my life, but... And you're getting married on July 1st? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Um, before we go to break, uh, the benefits of, of, of individuals, um, you know, to, to you as a person of uh, being in a union, um, we're, we're going to cover it later, but, but, but Dan Sullivan, the representation, the benefits, yeah. the fact that being in a union is a career. Yes. Okay, working on it, you know, as an iron worker, my dad used to tell me some of those non-union contractors, you're fired when you hit the ground if you get hurt. Right. Uh, you know, the benefits of being in the union are, you know, far reaching. I mean, I got, I just got my 35-year gold card um, last May 5th or 6th. Awesome. So, yeah, it was nice. I mean, it, it, it's life-changing. Who knows where I'd be if, if I didn't get any of the operating engineers. Absolutely. You know, and as Danny said, it does change your life, and it's a great experience, and... I wouldn't have it no other way, Doc. 
good conversation here on a Saturday night on the Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause. One segment to go uh, here in hour number one on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT back in a moment. Tonight's edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Fast hour tonight here in hour number one of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Operating Engineers is our um, uh, stop on the road tour, J. Doc. Good, good conversation tonight in hour number one. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And, and it's fascinating because it's all about the apprentice program. And, and th- th- this place is absolutely incredible. One of the things we're, we're, we're talking to Dan Sullivan and Dan Mitchell um, you talk about the unionism course, and it's so important for individuals that understand how they got to where they're at. Um, but also, part of that process, uh, and I'll ask Dan Sullivan first, the importance of labor and, and our, our leadership and, our, and all of our union members to engage in the political process. It's very important that they engage into that. And I, as I was saying earlier, we our apprentices, we're taking them in this Tuesday. And one of the things because most of them are 18 years old or whatever, Doc. So we give them a voter registration card and we want them to vote. And, you know, we, the way to, we don't care what party, Republican or Democrat, you have to vote what's best for the, the operating engineers and your family. You know, you, there's no right or wrong. We're, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I mean, I am a Democrat, but, you know, they're supporting what... We can't free do it all as Democrats right, on our own. Right. We need the support of everybody. If they're, helping, if they're helping the operating engineers, then we're for them. You know, that's very important that the kids don't realize. And, 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 and engage in that conversation, Dan Mitchell, um, at the beginning so that they understand uh, the agenda of the, uh, of the political agenda of the union and the importance of... Um, you know, and get, getting involved in the legislative process and supporting the leadership here at 542. Talk about that and, and, and that conversation you have with the apprentices. Yeah, I go through and as I'm going through labor history, I'll stop at different points and I'll show them like, a you know, a Democrat helped put this law in that helped labor and then a Republican helped put this law and it doesn't matter the party line. It matters whether they tow for labor or not. And that's another thing we have to understand, whether you're a union or non-union, if they're for labor, they're for labor. They're going to increase our rights. They're going to increase our pay, union or non-union. I mean, I even put this in the kids, even though they're not union members, everybody across the country that's fighting for the $15 an hour minimum wage, that's part of the labor movement. Absolutely. Trying to move labor forward. It's interesting, though, talking about um, uh, educating yourself and, of course, educating the union members and the apprentices on the different positions when you're, you know, so if you're voting for president of the United States, you have to know that you're voting for the Supreme Court, right. educating, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the members and, 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 the, and the apprentices on uh, politics is one thing, but also on the terms like right to work. Okay. Paycheck deception, things like that. And the political process of individuals that would otherwise wipe us off the map. Why it's important because these, these and, and how much do our labor leaders get engaged in that process, Dan Sullivan? Right. I think, I mean, since Johnny Doc, I mean, he put us right on the map with that. He engaged in every aspect Absolutely. Of, 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 you know, sh- politics where to help us out. And I'm, I'm trying to think who just won that, that Doug 
Masterano, he just, yeah. That that, guy. You, I mean, you heard what he just said right up. Why is the union guys at the table? So that just Why shows you, the, yeah. What, that just shows you where he, how he feels about us. So if this guy gets elected, we're going to have a problem as any union, no matter what what trade you're in. Uh, this guy's against us all. Absolutely, and 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 Dan Mitchell educating the apprentices on that point alone. We we got it. We got the the, the election for governor coming right. up in right. the fall. Let's talk about that because right. we got Josh Shapiro, who is who is somebody who supports collective right. bargaining, who cares about working people, and now you got this guy Mastriano right. making statements like that. Is that a conversation? You know, we have you know not only with our members but also with our apprentices. That, yeah, that is a 100% conversation we have. And I even put up a state plot, and it's scary. Yes. All the states we're surrounded by that are right to work and explain to them that it's just the wrong vote for governor away from Pennsylvania becoming right to work. And I explain to them where right to work came from with the Taft-Hartley Act of 1947 and just the way they dress up these bad laws in order to cripple unions with a you know, a nice saying of, you know, you say right to work, everybody thinks, well, yeah, everyone has the right right to work. I agree. We all agree, but that's not what right to work is. It gives people the right to work under our protection and use up our dues and our representation and not have to pay dues themselves, which I mean, how do you cripple someone? You bankrupt them. That's right. Money away. And that's one of the, one of the powers that the government gave to these states in order to enact their own right to work laws. And that's one of the things we got to keep an eye out for. So yeah, that's a hundred percent part of the conversation. I can tell you that the unionism course that you have, and by the way, I say it all the time, Dan Sullivan. Um, you, when, it, when I talk to people about um, our union members, I point out in particular, and it's funny, you're going to laugh Dan Mitchell, you could probably pick up um, you know, a sleeve of, a, of, of, of an iron worker or, you know, an operating engineer, and there's a tattoo that says 542 right. somewhere right. or in their email address. Yeah. The, the fanaticism comes because of the education and the commitment. You spend four or five years at school right. and then training on a job and all that thing, it becomes a it's part a of your It's a brotherhood right there. You're right. I mean, you, you go to school with somebody for four years and work with them, they're they're family and that's the way we try to treat everybody you know they're everything uh so not so much taken advantage of but you know you get to know this guy like danny mitchell he's going he's getting married next and he, he's biting everybody down yeah. let's see i'm not going but you know that's what happens everybody you know you become a big family that's all awesome. great you know and, and by the way you're out there in the elements with 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 your brothers and sisters yeah. guess what man i mean you know those you know you you become you know like you i look at you me and you worked on a job we're up 50 floors and it's in in in, in, in the elements and you know i mean that bond is incredible trust, the trust with them. absolutely um having said that you know we're we're, we're 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 wrapping things up um on apprentice on on election day are we going to have uh you know our apprentices out there and 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 uh do we do we prepare them how does that work yeah we we will have our apprentices out there we have them out there every election you know just go out there my one thing is i try to do is i try to put them in the area where they live because that's where they're best helped yeah you know if, if somebody knows one a neighbor or something maybe they can you know help them push the vote that we want to go you know because it's important i mean you know you get the wrong guy in there we just had this conversation you get the wrong guy in there Labor's in trouble. Last thing, retirees, okay? The benefits that we work so hard for, the commitment we have, and the ability to retire when you're a union member, um, and, you know, to do so in, 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 in a way that's fair and obviously, you know, where you can have dignity. Uh, talk about that. They're coming after your, I mean, across the board, when's the last time you hear people that are getting hired out of college with jobs that have pensions? Right. You know, we have 
pensions, we have annuities, then you're going to have social security that's there for you. It's, yeah, it gives you the ability. I mean, we have, you know, everyone has their different combinations. We have a combination of 80, you can go out of 55 years old and, but yeah, it gives you the ability to retire with dignity and with financial comfort. You know, you know what you're going to get every month. And health coverage. And health coverage. I mean, I mean, health coverage by is the way, key. All Absolutely. along the way on the roadmap to getting to retirement, you've funneled money that you've earned into your own community. You've funneled volunteer hours into oh. where you live as an individual, where you grow up, and what you do. You change lives along the way um, in ways that perhaps other people who are not in a union can't do. And giving back. And get, talk about that. We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah. But giving back is a key part of us. I mean, I did uh, right here in the township where this is at um, Montgomery County. I think we did five community jobs for the township itself. I mean, and, and, and giving back in the community, that, right. charities, all the things. By the way, that's why we do this show, because we want people to know who we are. It's great. I appreciate you having us. It's, it's great to have, get the word out there, because people just don't know. Absolutely. And that's last a, word, then. Just have one last thing I want to leave. I wanted to bring it up earlier when we were talking about it. Just remember what everybody gave before us. One of the things I do with the unionism class, and this isn't just for us, is, is everybody that works under a contract, I hold the contract up, and I want them to understand one thing. That contract is printed in ink, but it is written in blood. Everybody that came before us and sacrificed, and that's what the labor movement's about. We got to remember them, and we got to carry forward with it. Joe Grass. Well done. Well said. Great way to end uh, our number one. Congrats, uh, Dan Mitchell, on your wedding. Don't forget. Don't worry. After the show, J Doc will try and work his way for an invitation. You can tell him no. <laughs> that's coming up on July first. Uh, congrats to you, Danny. Well done uh, you. on your part. Great job uh, tonight here in our number one of the Labor Show with uh, J Doc and Krause as we roll along and we say goodbye uh, in our number one. Stick around. Our number two uh, might get heated in our number two. John McNeil. Uh, will be with us. A tough conversation, one J-Doc that needs to be said. I'll give you 10 seconds before I say uh, It's just been great to uh, be here at, at, at Local 542 Operating Engineers. want to thank Dan Sullivan and Dan Mitchell. Keep doing what you're doing. Our labor community is in good hands with people like you guys. On behalf thank of you. Dan, Thanks, on behalf it. of Dan, and on behalf of my partner, J-Doc, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre recorded.